a play at a place on the way and I thought I was surely mistaken but I looked once again and I saw the sorrows of Satan. <laughs> oh, I'm glad Satan's sorry. He's sorry. I'm glad. <laughs> he was so happy when I was so sad. He delighted to think I was one of his own. But now I can say he's mistaken. <laughs> For I am so happy as onward I go. Satan no longer has power over me while trusting in Jesus I know I shall be counted one of the sorrows of Satan <laughs> Thank you, dear people, for being here tonight. I value you. I esteem you. 
and I'm delighted to see you. Do you believe our Lord Jesus Christ is coming back again? Yes. 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 You do? Yes. Are you sure? to be here. I'm not in any hurry. <laughs> I'm glad for the plan and the purpose of God. Do you believe that God is going to do some wonderful things. Yes. Have you considered that God is not out of business? <laughs> that God himself will bring into being the blessing of God and create What do you think? God is going to do.
to start off with our great God so wonderful he has not run out of things to do And he will glorify his great and mighty name with things that he has yet to do on the face of the earth. Amen. I've been wondering about something. And I offer it to you tonight. God will have a people on the face of this earth as yet to be blessed, to be created. For the glory of this great name. Did you think that the great God of the universe has run out of anything? As if our great God is waiting to bless his people. And he will yet show to this world everything that you did not yet believe he would fulfill. Now, when God fulfills God fills full. And in filling full, everything that God has begun, our God will finish. I believe God is waiting in these last days to fulfill everything that he filled at the beginning. Test this. Test this. Our God, so big, so great, and so wonderful, has not run out 
of anything. Our Lord Jesus Christ is waiting, standing, to glorify himself. And you know what the Bible has declared? It has declared this, that the Son of God will come back in exactly the same way that he went. Do you believe that? It's in the book. You know something? The Lord Jesus Christ is waiting. And very soon, all right, I don't profess to know when, but I do wonder about this. This year that we're in, now could be the most tremendous, terrific, blessed God that ever was. God is waiting, and God is waiting to bless his people to this end. I'll probably come back again in a little while. I'm going back to this fellow now. After uh, he started, what God started, God will finish. And I believe that, you know, there's people here and you've kind of been frustrated because God started something with you and you tried to finish it and you wonder why it created the frustration. You know, Moses said he knew that God had chosen him as a deliverer and it says in one day as he was out walking, he knew he'd been called for that purpose. And he was sure that the people that he'd been called to be the deliverer with knew. And it said he looked this way and he looked that way. And he killed an Egyptian. You know, he looked every way but that way. And so they know I'm sent here to deliver him. And one of the first things that happens when God gives you something, you tend to think that everybody in the body of Christ is just waiting to assist you to bring it to pass. When they are convinced, they're the ones. And they came right against them. So his time of greatest triumph ended up with 40 years in the wilderness. You know, he, he killed the Egyptian and he tried to bury him. And the next day he was found 
you know, they couldn't even bury one man. And when God did it, he buried an army and they're still looking for him. So we are coming to a point where the Lord is requiring that as he comes, that we move to the position that Jesus held before the Father. I can of my own self do nothing. God is looking for a completely, absolutely, totally dependent people upon him. And when we can get to that stage, when we can rest from our own efforts, there is a rest for the people of God. When you start to rest in God, you'll start to see the rest of God. There is so much yet still to be revealed to the body. That, and we don't have to look for fancy things or read space comics or anything like that. As Arthur says, God's not run out of ideas. And there is enough to be revealed at the present moment to overthrow us if we would have our eyes fixed upon the Lord. But what God starts, if we allow God to finish, we will see that fruit fulfilled. We will see ourselves being changed, transformed, and the sweat and effort will be taken from it. One thing that the Lord does not require is our sweat to try and fulfill the righteous requirements that God is bringing to the body in these days. Have you considered this? All God's greatest purposes are just ahead. You are God, my God. Now, I'm a hundred. I've reached the goal. I wonder if there are going to be some more like me. Have you considered this? That God is waiting to move upon his people in a tremendous way at these end times. All God's purposes are ahead. All God's purposes are right ahead. And the Lord Jesus Christ will create. And out of that creation will come the blessing of God in earth. Wonderful, wonderful way. I wonder whether our God, being so wonderful and so great, I wonder whether this company here, of which you are part, that this company is waiting 
for the blessing of God in an exciting way at the end. Did you consider this? has purpose for his people and that that people of which you and I are part God will take you up and work upon you because the best of God's blessing is just ahead what does it say when it's read? I think it means this. Talk about having to be on your toes. <laughs> Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. You know, for years we have uh, been living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord is bringing us to that place, to the tree of life. Yeah. There are people in here, you've seen things in worship, and that is one of the, the gateways to seeing things in God. But you tend to think because the minute you leave that place that it's only meant to be in that place. When the Lord shows you something there he then tries to work it in you in the mundane. And take what you saw at your highest moment in God and when you're at your lowest moment that is just as real as when you first saw it. And when you start to accept seeing it in your lowest moment you'll find your lowest moment will get higher and higher and he will bring you to a level plane and the thing that you saw you will see come to pass and you won't be a danger with it. Are you excited about the future? Don't you think God has a wonderful future for you Amen. and for me? That the divine plan is such that God will permit nothing less than God's highest For his people. Coming along just around the corner is what? The coming of the Lord Jesus. Now he's coming and he's coming back 
exactly in the same way that he went. If you know how he went, you will now know how he is coming back again. He's coming back just as he went. How exciting that you will see I believe this and that I will see a people right at the end that God Hello. <laughs> God has created a people right at the end. And this people are going to see everything that God has planned and purposed for the end. You are not going to wait to see a lot of unusual experiences. God has waiting for you and waiting for me the excitement of knowing that the Son of God the measure of the Stature of the fullness of Christ. Do you believe this? It's coming. And this fear people who are here tonight to you is given the great tremendous opportunity of the coming again of the Son of God. It's exciting. You know, when, when Arthur was talking about the measure of the stature of the fullness, you know, there is a, a lot being said on it, there's a lot being imagined on it, there's a lot being twisted on it, but I believe I, I remember him hearing once witnessing with something he said of it being the Lord coming back in his body before he comes back for his body. Christ in you, the only hope of God getting any glory from you. But that means that you getting out of you and him getting more and more in you. That the, uh, This is a living reality. And sometimes we can take it in a, a wrong way. I remember once being in a place where, you know, this guy said, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to touch every one of you and God's going to fill you. And then Arthur stood up and I thought, here we go. Uh, I need a glass of water and he threw it on the floor. He said, before this thing can be filled with the real thing, it needs to be emptied of the wrong thing. Don't think God's going to come and top up the vinegar in you. 
and expect you to be floating about like some spiritual giant full of vinegar and lime juice. So there is, there is an emptying as well as a filling. And to the measure that we allow the Lord to, or if we pour out, he will pour in and we will find that this is a living reality that peace and joy in believing is really peace and joy and not some kind of uh, trying to avoid situations where we can face things in the total light knowing that he not only gives us strength but that he is our strength. He doesn't give us the victory, he is the victory. That when he becomes all things, this life becomes worth living. And when we carry something that's worth living for, others want to carry it too and be carried by it. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ is this available tonight for you, for me. Is there a possibility that God will give you the one thing that will cause and create and produce in you the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Must God leave undone or will he completely and absolutely fulfill what he's purposed to do? I have a daughter here tonight The fullness of God demands all of me It's not some rare to be hoped for experience It's my birthright it's offered to me. If I'm willing to lose my identity and yield to the Holy Spirit of God and the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ will be formed in me. But am I willing? What is my identity? It can take many shapes and forms. It can even be my fears. It can be my rights. But what's that worth when he's offering his fullness? Our Rachel mentioned in a previous meeting about a young boy whether she's free again 
this is one of Dad's stories. If you've known him for a long time, you may have heard it before, but it's, it's worth repeating. There was once uh, a young raggy boy walking along the road, and um, he passed this building. As he passed the building, he heard this strange noise. He looked through the window, and in the, through the window, in this room, he saw a man, and he was shoveling piles of coppers, copper coins. So he went into the building, and the old man turned, and uh, he said to the young boy, he said, Do you want some? Sure, he said. Yeah. So he said, oh, fill your pockets. So the young boy dived into the pile of coins and started filling his pockets up. And when he filled his pockets up, he filled his stocks up. And he looked around to thank the old man. But the old man was gone. And then he heard the noise again. And he looked through another window in another room. And he saw the old man shoveling silver coins. And he stared at the old man, and the man turned again, and he said to him, Do you want some? Sure, he said, yeah. Fill your pockets then. So the little boy dived into the pile of silver coins and filled his shoes, uh, filled the hem of his coat, took his hat off, stuffed them in his hat, stuffed them down his shirt, and then he turned to thank the old man, and the old man had gone again. And then the young boy heard the noise again. And he saw another window into another room. And he looked through. And there the old man was shoveling gold coins. So he went through to the room. And the old man turned and he said to him, Do you want some? Sure, he said. And his eyes popped. And he said, Fill your pockets. And the young boy looked. And he couldn't fill his pockets because his pockets were so full. His pockets were full of copper. His socks were full of silver. He had no room. And the only way that he could make room for the gold was to empty out. So he had to empty his pockets before he could put the gold in. In our country, one gold pound coin is worth a hundred so often in life we have to change our believing sometimes what we believed years ago we don't believe it anymore God's moved us on God's moved us up to a higher gear um, Paul at one time said that Alexander the coppersmith had done him much harm but in another day, he said, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, even Alexander the Coppersmith. <laughs> so, we often have to empty out before we can fill up. God requires you and me to empty before you can fill. This is a divine principle. 
and God will have a people who are filled with the blessing of God on the highest level. Have you considered this simple little illustration reveals something. You can never have God's good, you can never have God's gold until you get rid Jesus. I'm here this night in the purpose and the plan of God to remind you that God requires from you the highest. And so, offer to you this night the blessing of God on the highest level. What is God's highest level for you? So, so often when we hear a message like this, we start thinking, well, I better start going wearing some hair shirts and, you know, put some stones in my shoes and see how miserable I can get to get emptied out. Uh, joyfully you do this. You'll never miserably give to God. But we, we've got such a tendency within us that if it's going to be something, if there's going to be some sacrifice, then first of all, it must be painful, but everybody needs to know about it too. You know, so uh, we get the big signs out and the hair shirts on and the stones in the shoes and I'm, I'm giving God everything. Uh, let him get you into a place of joy and abandon the lot that's kept you down like a pair of diver's boots for the past few years. Allow God to joyfully put to death the thing that you've tried to mortify. You know, God can do it. You can but there's a, a tremendous bent within the carnal nature to try and produce righteousness. And it doesn't work. You know, let his strength be taken for your weakness. His love for your lust. His joy for your misery. His wisdom for your witlessness. A divine exchange. And we think God's trying to con us. You know, he's just trying to con me out of all the good things that's keeping me away from a real life. This salvation is real. And I believe God, as Arthur said, is keeping the best of last, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, which was meant to be the thing that came at the beginning. But it's almost like we take it by installments. And uh, yet he gave the whole thing right at the beginning. To as many as received him, he gave the right of the privilege to become the sons of God. And we went about this earth like slaves, miserable slaves. God loves you. 
loves me as well. <laughs> if you really loved me, you'd let your face show up. Well, gathering up together the substance, the life of God. Could God at the end release a people who have everything offered to them. Could it be that God will have a people complete in himself glorified in his, be in his being manifest for the glory of Jesus. I offer you this. Could it be that God will have a people on the face of the earth who will come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Will God finalize and bring to the end what he offered at the beginning? And what did he offer at the beginning? The life of Jesus that you and I will live in the presence of God. Lord, I pray in this place, this night, Lord, you'll bring back to remembrance every word of blessing that you've spoken and everyone that's been dispensed with. Lord, the promises that seem so far off. Lord, for a quickening that once again, Lord, your breath would move in a more powerful way in this place. It would be a magnet to the hungry. Or that would be a strength to those that are weak. Or that you would quicken. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Every man and woman, God offers you the fact that you're here tonight. And God has brought you 
for a particular reason. You are not here by accident. I do not believe that there are accidents in God. Test what I say. That God finally works out in you and in me to bring us to the place of the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And by accident, no, no, no. Not by accident, but in fullness of purpose. God has brought you here tonight that you might gather something. And out of what we've heard, every little bit, even to the... the what do you call it? You don't know, and I don't know. God has brought us to the end that we might have the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What has God offered you tonight money life the glory of God in finality offered to you tonight is this the opportunity of entering into the fullness of the blessing of God Almighty and that you and I might see it tonight and enter into it and leave this place Higher, greater than anything that you ever dreamed of. Go away, blessed of God. Thank you. Pretty good. Go away, blessed of God. <laughs> All right, let's raise your hands towards yeah. Arthur. And also, Becky, why don't you lay hands on Rachel, too, right there. Father, thank you tonight for Arthur and for Rachel and for Willie. Lord, we want to bless them. Yeah, bless them. Lord, yes. 
Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come and do what only you can do, Lord. Mm, thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord, just minister to our hearts right now, all of our hearts, even as we reach out to bless these guys. Lord, that, that impartation uh, for the glory of your presence, Lord, your highest, your best, Lord, that somehow or another that would engage, Lord, that somehow we would connect with that in a real way, Lord. We really desire that with all our hearts, Lord, to connect with heaven, with all that you have, all your purposes, all your dreams, everything that you thought of, Lord, when you thought of us, and everything you thought of when you thought of us, even this night, Lord, that we would connect with that power and with that energy from heaven that really makes a word alive and real in us, Lord. So we ask you to release that now in us, Father. Lord, that we could come into that place of revelation, that place of your glory, that place of the manifest presence of Christ in us, Lord, in Christ, in, us in Christ. We just ask you for that, Lord. Lord, we ask you to touch Arthur tonight. Lord, we thank you that he's still here. Lord, thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Jesus. Thank you for Willie tonight, Lord. Bless him. Mm. Rachel. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Maybe what we could do is have a little worship song here or something, Becky. Could that be good? And just let the Holy Spirit just do what He does in us right this moment. Yeah. <laughs>